Good morning, everyone. This is me, Wenslow. I am just getting us started here. One quick sec. Let's make sure that we've got the webcast up and going. I'm really glad that we're going to be talking about pitching and about investor pitches. Um, this is a topic that comes up a lot when you're really looking to grow your business and you're having to attract capital. So um, we'll, we'll go into a few things and some tips about that. Um, there are definitely parts that you want to pay attention to that will work for you better than others. So before I jump into that, um, for everybody who's new to the show, I know we have a lot of new subscribers coming in lately. Um, please find you, find a, a pen, a paper, and uh, focus on this because this is a show we've been doing for five and a half years. There's a lot of really good content. And stay on all the way to the end because I will take questions. And sometimes people are further into the process than you are, so they know a different question and they can really help you. So I'm Amy Wenslow. Um, my company is Products to Profits and this is the Product Business Show. We do it every other Monday at 11. So if you haven't joined us before, welcome. I am so honored that you invest time and energy into having a conversation about your products because really what we're about is unleashing your creativity on the planet so that you get the best, biggest, juiciest life possible for yourself. And so a few logistics before I go over the investor content piece. Um, I am not an attorney, so if you ask a question that is about your intellectual property, I may refer you to an attorney. I do speak for the U.S. Patent Office occasionally, so um, the, anything that I say about intellectual property is the perspective of somebody who works with it all the time. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is all the lines right now are muted for your privacy. I will open up the phone lines when you have questions, and I'll tell you how to go about that. Then um, the other thing to keep in mind when you ask a question is that you should have already filed for any patent protection that you're going to if you give away specifics of your product, okay? So this could qualify as public disclosure um, and it could void your, your patent rights if you haven't already filed. So with that, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. I am thrilled that we get to do this with you. So I see we've got more people who have joined us. We've got Texas, um, more from Illinois, pretty much across the United States. So, okay, investor pitching. There are a few stages that happen and people frequently confuse them, okay? So this is important for you to keep in mind as a context. When you are pitching an investor, you are not gonna get a lot of time. And you really shouldn't try and cram everything in to your first um, conversation. Whether you meet them at a meeting, um, you apply through some online portal or process, or you get an email introduction of some variety, that moment is for you to say a bit that will get you the next stage, which is usually a 30-second elevator pitch. You might submit an online video, and you 
after that, you would be invited to actually present the opportunity with your business. So we will talk mostly about presenting today and what you should be including in that. We can talk a little bit about the first introductions as well if somebody has a question. And so the next thing that people frequently misunderstand is they think the presentation is kind of the end of the process and the investor either says yes or no and you're done, right? That is not true. What is What happens after the presentation is they indicate whether they're interested, yes or no. And after they say, yes, I'm interested, you're going to go into something called due diligence. And due diligence is a verification time where you are uh, vetted to see that everything is the way that you said it was, that the numbers are accurate, that your stage in business is accurate, and that you presented any intellectual property correctly. And deals fall out during due diligence. So I'm sure a bunch of you have watched Shark Tank or Elevator Pitch, which is a fairly new show, or The Billion Dollar Buyer, all of those, right? What you don't know is that a good percentage of deals fall apart in due diligence. And it doesn't happen just with TV shows. It also happens with investor groups. So um, one of my dear friends is the treasurer of an investor group here in Pasadena. And deals fall apart all the time with them in due diligence because the pitch misrepresented something or it turns out that there's some sort of encumbrance on the intellectual property or the business or something like that. So keep in mind that after you present, there is a verification process called due diligence. And this is a time for you to get to know the investor more and for them to get to know you as well. So keep it in mind, it is something that happens and going through due diligence can take a couple of months, okay? So let's talk about the, the pitch format. This is the part where you are first presenting to them after you've gotten an introduction and they've invited you to pitch, invited you to present, and you're arriving to talk about your product and to talk about the business opportunity of investing with you, okay? It's really important that you focus on this is about your business opportunity and about the investment. It is not just a moment for you to talk about all the features of your product and go on for 10 minutes about that, okay? That will not typically get you the investment. The what you talk about in a pitch depends on the stage you're in and how much money you're asking for. So there's different rounds of capital. You could be in what's called seed money, which is really early stage. Sometimes it's even pre-prototype, or you've just gotten a prototype and, you, and that's all you have, really. Um, then after seed money, you'll go into angel investment level. Angel is usually bigger, typically up to about $25,000 um, per person that invests with you. And then that can go up to about a million dollars right now. There are some uh, large groups that are doing what are called syndicated deals that are in the million dollar range. Most angel investor groups are going to take money from their investors in about a $25,000 round 
and they're going to put it together and they might have five people out of their group do investment with you. So that would give you about a $250,000 investment total for your deal. Okay. It's not usually just one angel investor, but it can happen. We have clients that do that all the time. So you go seed, then angel, then you're in venture capital or um, bigger equity rounds. Now, there's an issue with between angel and VC money. Angel investment money, like I said, kind of caps out at around a million. A lot of people go and they ask for 1.5 million, which is kind of starting to push into more the venture capital money, but it's a little too small for venture capital and it's a little too big for angel investment. So, so you'll hear it talked about like the valley of death um, because you don't really fit in either investment profile. So if you need $1.5 million to do everything that you want to do, you might look at doing, say, 800000 as an angel investment round to hit some milestones and then do more for the next piece that you need, okay? So you can stage it a bit like that, and that can work really well. It takes you out of that weird $1.5 million kind of number. Um, venture capital usually starts at like $2 million, $3 million, and on up from there, all right? So when you are thinking about this, you want to think about the kind of money that you're pitching for. Are you going for seed money or angel or venture capital or is it an equity round? Because your pitching will be different based on that, and your pitch also changes based on who you're talking to. If it's a family and friends kind of round, you want to um, be formal about it in that you want to have your numbers, you want to know what the deal is, what you can expect as timelines and have a plan, but you don't need the same level of uh, slide presentation and slick polish and all of those things that you might need if you're pitching to VCs. So, the how much money you're, you're pitching for as well as the type of pitch you're doing and the amount of time you have also determines your content. So your pitch format, let's, we're going to go over the six elements of your pitch format, okay? Now, this can be a talk that includes slides or doesn't include slides, that's just verbal. If it's verbal, I would really encourage you to put together a eight and a half by 11 page that kind of has the nuts and bolts of your deal on it as a leave behind, okay? Because you wanna have some visuals on in front of people. Um, there's three different ways people are gonna take in information from you. There's the visual, the kinesthetic, and the auditory, the words that you're speaking, like you're hearing me right now, that's auditory. Visual would be um, when we do the video on YouTube, that's visual. Kinesthetic is if I have you write things down, okay? So the first element of your pitch should almost without exception be the problem that you're solving, okay? And it's going to sound something like, did you know that X number of people struggle with blah, blah, right? So problem, then the next element that you have to nail is the solution, which is your solution overview or a demo. This is a good opportunity to demonstrate if you can. Um, 
And notice I say it's the overview. So you want to talk about the market size specifically as the slide it comes up. So, but here's the order that typically, okay? So if you're writing, write these things down. Problem, this thing, solution overview, and or a demo, okay? Then you want to talk a little bit about the benefits of product features that are unique, okay? After that, you're going to go specifics about market size, okay? After that, you go into what you're asking for, meaning how much money, what percentage of the company, um, what is the deal, right? And then you're going to leave rooms for a Q&A, okay? Now, in a lot of pitch contests, like the one I was evaluating um, a presentation for last week, that pitch contest, they literally have four minutes to cover all of that. Four minutes. So it moves fast. You can't go into a huge amount of detail, and um, you shouldn't be using a lot of slides, but I'll talk about that in the tips. So problem, solution overview, and or demo, benefits of various product features, the market size, Mark, as you also are probably going to talk about timeline, sorry, I didn't write that in here, timeline or um, milestones that you've reached. That's really important, okay? And then you're going to talk about the ask, and your Q&A period will be later after that. So in the one that we were doing last week, they had four minutes to do their pitch, and then the Q&A section is separate, okay? But you want to pay attention to the mechanics of that so that you leave yourself enough time to answer great questions powerfully, right? That's the way it works. So the problem, you can drop some stats in there if you want. Your solution, overview, demo, then the benefits of the various product features. Do not go into every benefit of every feature, okay? You just simply won't have time. And you don't want to just talk about this feature, that feature, this thing, and here's what this thing is. And No, you want to talk about why that thing is important, right? Like, I know we have a product on here that um, has a super absorbent polymer layer, right, involved with its product. And the super absorbent polymer layer, do not talk just about, well, the, you know, we use this high-tech super absorbent polymer, and, you know, it's the latest, greatest tech. You want to talk about it. The super absorbent layer allows us to have um, thickness, which you actually want to call thinness, allows the thinnest while still absorbing up to X number of ounces of moisture, right? So that now you're talking about the benefit. Um, market size, timeline, and milestones. Market size is when you're transitioning to the more technical parts of the deal, the more specific things, right? Um, timeline is with the money that you're raising, here's what you expect you should be able to hit. Milestones is involved in that because that's what you've already accomplished. This is your moment to say, you know, we've already finished our first test run. We have our manufacturing set up. You know, we've, we've done market research about 
you have to include it because it adds um, a status to your project. It's a status update. And the further your project in is in and the more proven it is, the more likely you are to get the money that you're asking for. And then your ask is relatively short. It's usually we're, we are raising $100,000 to be able to finish out blah, 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 and, in, and we are offering X percentage of equity. Or we are offering this as a convertible note at such and such interest rate. Okay, whatever it is you decide. Um, if you're doing a convertible note, pay attention to usury laws and the interest rate limits in your state so that you um, make sure that you're on the right side of the regulations. Okay, so, so those are the, the elements of your pitch. There's a couple tips that I want to give you. Um, first off, do not do a ton of slides. If you are doing a slide presentation, I want you to have 10 slides maximum. You can do it in less. I've seen it in like three slides and it had it be a great presentation. Your font size is large, okay? Uh, I love Guy Kawasaki's uh, rule of thumb for font size and pitch decks. He says, take the average age of the audience that you're pitching to and divide it by two and that's your font size. Because most investors are older, right? Um, their, their eyes aren't as good and it's Guy's way of playfully telling you, please don't put a lot of words on your slides. Um, good rule of thumb is if you are standing there reading your slides as your presentation, you have too many words on your slides, okay? Um, use more pictures and you might want to use some lifestyle pictures of the kinds of people that would use it, the environment that they're using it in. Um, so use very few words on your slides. And I want you to remember to breathe. There are some test-taking skills that we give to our clients that are pitching that really help your brain stay um, present so you, you keep your thoughts. Actually, some research about stress responses and pressure feelings that it literally will cut your brain capacity in half unless you manage it and breathe and are prepared for it. So that brings me to my other tip, and that is I want you to script your pitch, okay? Like literally word for word, script it. And you're going to practice it until you know it cold. I mean, you could be anywhere and pitch if you know your script. Right, and you know the call to action, you know the end pieces really, really well. It's very important because that gives you freedom to be present and connect with the people that are listening to you. That's super critical. Um, the other, sorry, there's so many slides here. Um, right before your ask slide, you have to mention your team, okay? So, you can go market size, timeline, milestones, team, then your ask, because the investors are investing in your team. So it's really important if you are doing slides, put a slide up that shows the team, that shows their pictures, that gives like one or two words about projects they've worked on that were successful. Um, it's really super, super critical that you do that. Um, the other piece about knowing a script for your pitch 
is that if you are presenting as partners, right, two of you are doing it, every time you switch people who are speaking, you're going to lose time. And in a four-minute pitch, um, that's really important time, all right? So I want you to keep it really crisp, really sharp, so that you can make those transitions really well. Um, there's additional I can say about that if anybody wants me to ask me a question about that. Um, pitching with partners, because uh, I watched that last week. Now, when you practice this the first time, you are going to go over. You will be shocked how fast the time goes, okay? Um, the one last week that we were helping evaluate, like I said, it was a four-minute pitch. That four-minute pitch, the first time they did it for us, was almost eight minutes long. Their microphone for the pitch contest would have been cut off at four minutes, and they would not have even gotten to their team slide at any market, and they certainly wouldn't have gotten to the part where they were asking for the money. So you have to manage your time really well. And you're going to be taking out word after word after word, and it's going to feel very condensed, okay? And that's what you want. You want a very condensed, powerful pitch. Anything that does not support the pitch process that you're in, little segues and cute little funny mannerisms and stories will need to be cut out if you are doing a four-minute pitch. Okay? So you have to practice it. If you are doing that, I want you to practice it and record yourself. You know, have a friend record you, even if it's an audio recording, because you'll hear the places that you stumble, okay? So um, with that, I want to open up the phone lines for questions. You can, um, let's see, what are we doing? We're doing star two to raise your hand if you're on the phone line and you want to ask a question about your pitch or the process of pitching or you want me to talk about pitching with a, a partner. Um, if you're on the webcast, just type it in. I can see the Q&A right there. So uh, the Q&A box. So, okay, who's got a question? I see we have a bunch of people on the webcast today. That's awesome. Um, okay, we have a question from our webcast. Got it. Um, okay, this one's from Scott. I do have a pitch that will help a partner. What were you mentioning about that? Okay. When you partner and you're on stage together, you you have to keep peripheral contact with each other while still being connected with the audience. So it's important that you are able to see your partner out of the corner of your eye, and I want you to pitch two kind of things in mind, okay? When you're practicing, you are going to practice as if you are doing the whole pitch yourself, okay? And you're also going to practice that you're switching off, right? Keep the switching to a minimum because it's jarring for the audience, right? And they'll, they will lose their train of thought with you if you play it like a ping pong match. So you want to actually take chunks of the presentation for each person. Say, for example, you're the CEO. 
you want to pitch the beginning part yourself, right? The problem solution, and then maybe you have a technical person in your project, and they're going to go over the technical benefits of some of the features, right? Or you have somebody who's the numbers person that's going to talk about the business investment part. That's fine, but if you're switching like every 30 seconds, it's going to get really disjointed, okay? So pay attention to blocks of speaking, and the peripheral contact with your co-presenter is really important, okay? Now, some people, when they pitch, aren't prepared for the amount of nerves that it brings up. So it's really important that both of you know the entire pitch so that you can cover for the other one, okay? I'm, I'm assuming that you are going to practice the point where you know this thing in your sleep and it's in your bones so that you can be vibrant and alive and smile and all of those things. And if you miss something, that your partner can pick it up if it was a, a critical part of your pitch, okay? So pay attention when your partner pitching to blocks of time, peripheral eye contact, and both of you know the entire pitch, and you know the parts that you're each supposed to do, okay? That will help you the most. That, that. Okay, so on the phone line, start, that will raise your hand, a question. And while we're uh, letting people get to their phones and, and uh, do that, what I want you to do is if you are interested in pitching to investors and you do not have a one-year plan for your product or time what is going to be happening in your project for a nice chunk of time, then pull out your phone right now and open up your calendar and put a save the date reminder, set out an appointment basically for April 28th. Um, we will be doing a webinar that is specifically about creating a plan for products, and um, that will be available for you to uh, get a spot in later this week, okay? But it will be happening on April 28th. We are going to make the recordings available, and it's going to be less than $100 for you to be in it. Um, and there will be a very, very, very nice, compelling, super launch price. Um, for everybody who's on this show list, you'll be able to take that. And we are going to offer it to everyone from this show first, and we'll open it up publicly because we will limit the number of spaces. But I want you to put a appointment on your phone right now for April 28th if you've been wondering what you should be doing with your product next and you're not clear about it and it's super important when you get into due diligence with investors or you're in that Q&A section, they will ask you, what is your plan? Who are you working with? Ask you questions. So I want to be able to help you with that. Um, so great. We've got a lot of people. It looks like um, everybody's good with the, the questions on it. So press star two on the phone line if you've got a question. And let me just refresh our Q&A on the webcast. Looks like we're good there. Um, oh, there is a question about how do I find investors to pitch to? Okay. Finding investors depends on the stage and the 
asking for and what the money is going to be used for. There are a lot of groups right now that are doing uh, pitch contests. Those can be a great way to get exposure. Um, if you are pitching in a pitch contest, you should probably file your patents for anything before you pitch, just a little FYI, um, because most of those would qualify as public disclosure. So keep that in mind. Um, if you are pitching to an individual, um, usually that happens from an introduction. Like I would ask any accountant that you're working for, your intellectual property attorney may know people that are investing in your category. Um, investors do invest in categories. That's an important thing to keep in mind. Many of the incubators that are around now seem to have options to investor funds and different types of financing. Um, the same thing, meaning problem solution, uh, benefit product, market size, timeline, milestones, team, and ask, that this format is very adaptable for crowdfunding, right? So you can follow that type of pitching, okay, because that is still a pitch. Um, but where you're going to find investors is going to involve legwork, and we've done uh, a call on that before. So you can look at angellist.co. Um, that has investor group contacts on it. Um, you, you can Google, believe it or not, you can Google investment groups. You'll find a ton of things there. And you want to stay really actively involved in the business community and talk and ask people, you know, hey, do you know anybody who's invested in medical technology, also known as med tech, for anybody who's um, into that. And then a lot of conferences right now have pitch contests that have prize money, that have venture capitalists sitting on the panels. Um, I'll be in the audience at one up at a conference I'm speaking at in San Jose. So uh, you, you, you got to be talking to people. Do not expect to find an investor while you're sitting in your office and you're not on the phone and you don't talk to anybody, okay? So that's my big good at talking and get a pitch. Pretty second about what you're doing will help you a lot and make it memorable. Um, we did do a show about that recently. I don't know the date, but it should be up on our blog. So you can go to productsprofits.com slash blog if you want to find the things about elevator pitches. Um, okay, so phone lines are two to raise your hand. Let me refresh our webcast Q&A. Great. It looks like we are finished with that. I will post a summary of this over in YouTube, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, the visuals of a pitch in that. So in the email that you were sent out um, last Friday or Thursday, there was a link to follow us over in YouTube um, and subscribe to the videos over there. I'd highly recommend you do that. We will be putting more in YouTube than we have in the past. So um, this is your opportunity to see more. Um, oh, I see we've got one last question from the phone line. Um, I think this is Steven. Hi, phone number any Hi, Amy. Three. Is it Steve? Yeah, this is Glide Guy. Hey, 
Hey, what's your question? Well, I just had a comment. If you want to hear, remember that site that I was going to be on at the end oh, yeah, of April? yeah, My Cool Invention? Yeah. Yeah, if people want to go on there and look at the old archives on that, they do a 60-second mm-hmm. pitch of their product on every show. That shows Got good it. pitches and some really bad pitches. Yeah, it's, you know, good pitches are great to watch, and bad pitches are no, are the ones to know what to avoid. Right. So, thank you. Um, it's My Cool Inventions Radio, right? Um, yeah, you can go, it's on Facebook, and, mm-hmm. and they have them on there. You can go online to mycoolinventions.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I, I appreciate you chiming in with it. You're you're always awesome. We try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to meet your line for your privacy. And everybody, have a really good rest of your week. Um, And if you have an opinion about the Facebook Live and you loved it and we should be adding it back, you know, feel free to let us know. Um, But I think that the phone is probably uh, go with the uh, videos being recorded afterwards. And with that, um, just know that you're near and dear to our, our hearts here. And I was I was thinking about all of you over the weekend and thinking about the show and the past five and a half years of doing this. And um, the fact that we get to serve you and have it work for us means the world to me. And um, we we really do appreciate it. So please shut the, you know spread the word for us uh, far and wide. And we will be sending out an email that you can simply forward to people and it'll include all the pertinent information in there. There are also some new videos up on our homepage. If you haven't already have a discovery conversation and you're not working with us, I'd highly recommend that you go look at these videos. We'll have um, the last section of that up by this Wednesday. So with that, everybody have a great rest of your week and um, we will talk with you in two weeks. Bye for now.